0: Open the eyes of our hearts, Lord, that we may see the wonders of your word. Amen. Today we are going to see 2 Kings chapter 9, where we learn about Jehu, the king of Israel. Verses 1 to 3 talks about Elisha's instructions to a young prophet. Here we once again see that God uses a nameless, faceless man to be his prophet. This man was supposed to go into Ramad Gilead and he was to look for Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshi. And he was to take him to an inner room and he was to anoint him as king over Israel. Who is this Jehu? Jehu's name means Yahweh is He. It portrays his future God-given task that is to obliterate the house of Ahab, the evil king, along with the worship of Baal, the pagan god that pervaded Israel at the point of time. In verses 4 to 10, we see that Jehu is anointed and commissioned as the future king of Israel. This servant of the prophet, this young man, did as Elisha had commanded him. And he went in and saw all the captains of the army sitting there and he says, I have a message for you, commander. So Jehu answers and says, For which one of us? And he says, It's for you, commander. So he went inside, and he poured the oil on his head, and said, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I have anointed you king over the people of the Lord, over Israel. You shall strike down the house of Ahab, your master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the prophets, and the blood of all the servants of the Lord, at the hand of Jezebel. For the whole house of Ahab shall perish, and I will cut off from Ahab all the males in Israel, both bond and free. So I will make the house of Ahab like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah. The dog shall eat Jezebel on the plot of ground at Jezreel, and there shall be none to bury her. In 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 16 to 18, we already saw that previously Jehu was anointed as the future king of Israel, who would overthrow the dynasty of both Omri and Ahab. Out of the 18 kings of the northern kingdom, that is Israel, Jehu is the only king to have been anointed. Clearly this young prophet spoke a whole lot than what Elisha had told him. But because he was a prophet, it was God indeed who was talking through him. He was pronouncing judgment over the house of Ahab and Jezebel, the evil queen. In verses 11 to 13, we see that Jehu comes out and all the other commanders see him and say, Is all well? Why did this madman come to you? And he says, you know the man and his babble. So we see that both the other commanders as well as Jehu think of the prophet as a madman. But then when he says, yes, it's a babble, they say a lie. Tell us now. So how did they know it was a lie? Because Jehu's head was anointed with oil and it was probably dripping down from his head. So he openly tells them what the man of God, the young prophet, told him. And each man hastened to take his garment and put it under him on top of the steps. And they blew trumpets saying Jehu is king. It shows us that all these commanders of the army of Israel were upset over King Ahab. So that's how bad Ahab as a king was. So Jehu tells all the commanders, if you are so minded, let no one leave or escape from the city to go and tell it in Jezreel. That's where Jehoram was. King Ahaziah, the king of Judah, had come down to meet King Jehoram. And the watchman comes and tells them that he saw a group of men riding. So he asks them who are they and he gets a horseman to meet them and ask is it in peace. But the Horseman goes there and when he asks them is it in peace, Jehu answers him, what have you to do with peace? Turn around and follow me. So the horseman without saying another word just follows him. So again a second horseman is sent but the same thing happens once again and this watchman from the tower he says, the driving is like the driving of Jehu the son of Nimshi for he drives Furiously, This shows us that Jehu was very passionate about fulfilling God's word to him that he was so intent and did not want to waste any time to pass on the judgment of the Lord. In verses 21 to 24, we see how Jehu kills King Jehoram. Of Israel. Now when these people are coming down King Jehoram makes his chariot ready and he goes out to meet them and when he asks is it peace Jehu he says what peace as long as the harlotries of your mother Jezebel and the witchcraft are so many. On hearing these words King Jehoram tried to flee but Jehu drew his bow with full strength and shot Jehoram between his arms and the arrow came out at his heart, and he sank down dead in his chariot. verses 25 to 26, we see Jehu asking his captain, Bidkar to pick him up and throw him into the tract of field of land that belonged to Naboth the Jezreelite. Remember, Naboth is the same guy who Ahab tried to take his land away from him, and who was killed by King Ahab. Look what he says. Surely I saw yesterday the blood of Naboth and the blood of his sons, says the Lord, and I will repay you in this plot, says the Lord. So we see that Jehu saw himself as a fulfiller of God's will, bringing judgment on the house of Ahab. Verses 27-29, to 29, we see that Jehu also kills Ahaziah, king of Judah, because Ahaziah wanted to associate himself with the kings of Israel in their pagan ways, not follow the true living God, Yahweh. Second Chronicles 22, verse 9 records that Ahaziah was given a decent burial because he is the son of Jehoshaphat, who sought the Lord with all his heart. So just for the sake of his father Jehoshaphat, a godly king, they gave him a decent burial, even though he did evil in the eyes of the Lord. In verses 30 to 37, we see Jezebel being killed in exact fulfillment of God's prophecy. Jehu was marching upon Jezreel. Jezebel hears it, she paints her eyes and adorned her head, thinking that she will be spared and looked through a window from the palace. As Jehu was entering, she says, Is it peace, Zimri, murderer of your master? And he looked up at the window and said, Who is on my side? Who? So two or three eunuchs looked out at him. Then he said, Throw her down. So they threw her down and some of her blood splattered on the wall and on the horses. And he trampled her underfoot. Why did she say, Is it peace, Zimri? Because Zimri is the same man who assassinated King Basha of Israel in 1 Kings chapter 16 verses 9 to 12. And it was also a kind of a blackmail or a threat because Zimri had a very brief reign which was ended by King Omri who was the father of Ahab and the father-in-law of this same queen, Jezebel. So she was probably threatening him that he will end up like Zinri. Jehu started out really good as we see in this chapter. But then, was he able to be a good king in the eyes of the Lord? We shall see it in the coming chapters. In the British Museum in London, there is a seven-foot black limestone sculpture called the Black Obelisk of Shalmaneser III. was an Assyrian king. This abilis comes from Nineveh which is now Northern Iraq. This commemorates the deeds of King Shalmaneser III. It's still at the display in the British Museum and this bears inscriptions about the King Jehu and all these details. So here again we see an extra biblical resource giving proof that the words of God is true. May God bless these words. Amen.